الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما كان الله ليعذبهم وانت فيهم وما كان الله ليعذبهم وهم يستغفرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من لزم الاستغفار جعل الله له من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ورزقه من حيث لا يحتسب او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders allah taala has made this dunya a place of cause and effect there is a direct link that allah taala has created and that happens by his will between actions and conditions on the one hand dunya is a test allah taala tests some people in various ways allah taala brought down various conditions even on the anbiya ali musallatu wasalam but generally for us we need to look at it from a different angle that this world is a place of cause and effect and our actions bring certain conditions our actions bring certain reactions so we need to check within ourselves that the innumerable difficulties that we face the hardships that we face the difficulties that keep coming day after day is this by any chance something to do with what we are involved in what our actions are allah taala has made this dunya the place of cause and effect we understand it very very simply and easily in day to day things a person is hungry so he will eat something eating is the cause the effect is that his hunger will get satisfied if he keeps making dua then this is something that allah taala out of his qudrat can fill somebody's belly without having eaten anything but the system of dunya is that allah taala has made it such that you will eat and then by his qudrat allah taala will cause that hunger to be satisfied a person is thirsty he will drink some water that water will become the means of quenching the thirst Allah Taala has the qudrat of quenching his thirst without the water too but the system Allah Taala has made in dunya is that by means of the water the thirst will get quenched fire Allah Taala has made a means a person puts his hand in fire he'll get burned he can be anybody but the system of dunya is that he'll get burned the ray exception Allah Taala sometimes manifests his qudrat then that is the exception that's not the rule Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam wasn't burnt in that fire that he was in for 40 days that is the exception but the rule is Allah taala has created the system so just as there is the the system in these apparent means there is a link between our actions and the conditions that we face this is correct in terms of the positive things as well Allah taala has placed a direct link between good actions and good results wa'mur ahlaka bis-salati was-tabir alayha la nas'aluka rizqa nahnu narzuquk the quran sharif allah taala says that you command your house folk with salah and you also be punctual upon it 
And then Allah Ta'ala says, We grant you sustenance and risk. We don't ask you to provide risk for us. Now these two things are being mentioned side by side. And the lesson in this is, and the message is, that punctuality on salah, diligently a person is performing his five times daily salah, not only in the month of Ramadan, in Ramadan and out of Ramadan, not only Zohar, Asar, Maghrib, but Fajr, Zohar, Asar, Maghrib and Isha. All five daily salah he's performing, this is the means of his gaining rizq. Allah Ta'ala has linked the two, the acquisition of rizq with the punctual performance of salah. Now a person is punctual on his salah, inshallah the doors of rizq will open for him. Likewise, for example, maintaining family ties, joining ties of relationship. So in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu says, Man ahabba ayyubsata lahu fi rizqihi wa yunsa'a lahu fi athari falyasil rahima. That the person who wants barakat in his life and barakat in his wealth, then the prescription for that is that he should maintain family ties. He should maintain this kinship. Now outwardly this seems unrelated. Ways of maintaining of family ties and ways barakat in life and health and wealth. But Nabi Salaam is saying that this is the unseen system Allah Ta'ala has created. So a person who is diligent on his salah, the doors of risk will open inshallah. The person who is maintaining family ties, he'll get barakat in his life. He'll get barakat in his wealth. The opposite also applies. That when a person involves himself in negative things, then the negative consequences come. Just as Salah brings down risk, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says that in rajul that a person becomes deprived of sustenance and risk due to the sin that he is incurring. So now on the one side, somebody, Alhamdulillah, is performing his Salah, but at the same time, he is engaging in such major sins that he is close the doors of risk. So the risk was coming, but he himself put a barrier to it. He himself closed the door of the risk to him. So this link between getting deprived from risk and the sin, this is clearly explained in this Hadith Sharif. Like that in the various other Ahadiths, Nabi Islam says that, for example, in any community, لَمْ تَزْهَرِ الْفَاحِشَةُ فِي قَوْمٍ قَدْتُوا حَتَّى يُعْلِنُوا بِهَا إِلَّا فَشَافِيهِمُ الطَّاعُونَ وَالْأَوْجَاءُ الَّتِي لَمْ تَكُنْ مَدَدْ فِي أَسْلَافِهِمُ الَّذِينَ مَدَوْا That when immorality will become evident and rife in, an, in a community, immorality will become the, day, the order of the day, shamelessness, people won't be concerned about anything called haya. Haya will be just a word in the book. So when this immorality will become common, and it will become rife, then this will become a means of such diseases becoming prevalent, which their forefathers had never heard of. Now who needs any explanation for this? This is something that is as clear as daylight, that what kind of diseases keep coming up, and things that people had never even dreamt of, never heard of before, that is the order of the day. But this is not something that's surprising for a mu'min. If he sees the condition and he sees what's the position in society, what kind of shamelessness has come, how the haya that Nabi Islam has taught, the haya that Deen gave us, that shame and modesty has been totally 
crushed and destroyed. Illa mashallah. So when this is the case, whether it is that shamelessness in dressing, that shamelessness in interaction, person is interacting freely with anyone and everyone, non-mahram woman, women are interacting with men, as if there was no, any, any prohibition in this regard, and everything is just free for all. When this kind of situation prevails, then this what Nabi Islam has already spelt out. This becomes the end result. Then Nabi Islam says in one hadith that وَلَمْ يَنْقُصُ الْمِكْيَالَ وَالْمِيزَانِ إِلَّا أُخِذُوا بِالسِّنِينَ وَشِدَّةِ الْمُؤُونَ وَجَوْرِ السُّلْطَانِ عَلَيْهِمْ That when people will cheat in weight and measure, cheating in weight and measure is one is that a person was supposed to have weighed one kilo and he weighed a few grams less and gave it. Or he was supposed to have measured ten meters, he measured nine and a half and gave it. And he cheated the customer in some way. But it is broader than that. That is also included obviously. But it is broader than that. Cheating in weight and measure. That a person for example, the employer didn't discharge his duty in fulfilling what was, his, what was the employee's due. And in some way he cut something short. That is also part of this. The employee didn't fulfill his Whatever his times were, whatever his duties were, he is cutting short in that. He is not giving the full time. Or he is cheating in that time. Or he is not doing the task that was assigned to him in the way he should be doing it. That is part of this cheating. So all this Nabi Islam says, when this cheating becomes the order of the day. Now many a times people don't even give any thought to this. Person says, well I left early but I told my friend who clocked my card for me on time. So in any case, I won't get docked. The salary will be fine. And it doesn't cross the mind that what have I done? The employer sometimes, on some flimsy pretext, will shortchange the employee. And he doesn't think anything about it. Says, well, no, these people need to learn a lesson. Now, both sides, either side, wherever this cheating happens, whether it happens between, in, on a social level, whether it happens in any, whatever level it may happen on, Nabi Islam is saying, when this cheating becomes the order of the day, then the end result will be famine. The end result will be what we can term as high inflation. The end result will become oppression. Now all these things are as clear as daylight. Nobody needs to be given any kind of explanation that are these things happening or not. In another point, Nabi Islam mentions, وَلَمْ يَمْنَعُوا زَكَاةَ أَمْوَالِهِمْ that people will hold back their zakat, they won't fully discharge their zakat. Or, if they're discharging it also, but they are careless about how they're going about it. And they're discharging it in a way that is not really fulfilling the requirement of paying that zakat correctly. So the person apparently did something, but either he was haphazard about how he calculated it, he didn't make sure that he's calculating correctly, he didn't even take care that does he have a zakat date. And the calculation has to happen on that date. Because it's not something that's just willy-nilly, just by the way, any date a person just decides that exact date, if that is not maintained, then it can make a huge difference. The calculation, for example, is due on the 10th of Ramadan. And he didn't calculate it on the 10th of Ramadan, he calculated it on the... 15th of Ramadan, 5 days later. 
But now on the 13th of Ramadan, he had 1 million rand cash, he bought a property with it. Now there's no zakat on property. But on the 10th of Ramadan, he had that amount in cash. That was part of his calculation. Now he short paid 25,000 rands. So, he doesn't feel that he's done anything wrong, but he's done a major wrong. Because he didn't check, he didn't find out the Messiah correctly, that there has to be a particular zakat date. And the calculation has to happen on that date. The actual discharging of that zakat can happen at any time thereafter. It can happen a few days later, it can happen a few weeks later. But the calculation is on a specific date. Now, as a result, sometimes that zakat is short paid. So Nabi Islam is saying that people will withhold their zakat. The result of this will be Allah Ta'ala will withhold the rains. And lawlal baha'im. Had it not been for the animals, then the mercy Allah Ta'ala shows to the animals, then one drop of rain also would not have come. And apart from zakat, many other sins, these become the reasons for all these kind of conditions prevailing, drought, famine, and in all the other kinds of difficulties that come upon us. So this is the very crucial thing for us to introspect, to look within ourselves, to check within ourselves. What have I done? Why is this peace and sukoon gone, on, gone out of my life? Allah Ta'ala has promised this peace and sukoon. Again the cause and effect. That this peace, this sukoon, this tranquility, this will come from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the essence of that remembrance is ita'at. The obedience of Allah Ta'ala. To the extent there is obedience of Allah Ta'ala, there will be the sukoon. And if that obedience of Allah Ta'ala is not there, the opposite is there. The opposite is sin. The opposite is transgression. The opposite is the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Then the opposite of sukoon will prevail. The opposite of sukoon is turmoil. It's all kinds of problems within family members, within whatever. So where does, what's the link? The link is that if there was true zikr, there was true remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And the true remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is the verbal zikr, the zikr of the heart, and the zikr of every limb of the body in the form of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Then there will be true itminan. There will be complete sukoon. And if the zikr and remembrance and obedience is missing, then there is this turmoil. So there is this direct link between all these issues. So this Mubarak month of Ramadan has come to give us and link us to those things that bring down the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. That bring down that sukoon. That bring down that barakat. That bring down all the things that we are aspiring for. So this Mubarak month hasn't come that we just... We keep fast and then don't worry about anything else. Yes, fast is fard. We can't omit that. This is something that is the special ibadat of Ramadan. But together with these fasts, we have to now also take stock of all these things. Together with the tarawih salah, with the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, with the nawafil, with all the other amal that we do. And we should try to maximize it, especially these last moments are left. These last few days and moments are left. We should try to make the maximum of this. But the purpose of this Mubarak month, Allah Ta'ala has given us, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That we acquire this taqwa. We join this relationship with Allah Ta'ala. And when we will acquire this taqwa, we will acquire this obedience of Allah Ta'ala. This is his taqwa all about. That a person gives up sins. A person gives up the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. He becomes the true servant of Allah Ta'ala. When this becomes a reality, 
then the conditions will change. Allah wa ta'ala has linked these conditions with our actions. And when the conditions are evil, when the conditions are wrong, sinful, then Allah Ta'ala's punishment to comes. وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, we bring about a small little amount of punishment. Not the bigger punishment, but the object is لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they may turn to us. All these conditions that are prevailing, whether it is the drought, whether it is all the other situations, this is all a reminder for us. This is all a wake-up call that come back to Allah wa Ta'ala. So the step forward, what is the way to move forward? One is to analyze the situation, but that is not the solution merely analyzing it. What is the way forward? So the way forward is very, very straightforward, very clear, that we have to get back to Allah wa Ta'ala. Not just verbally, but totally. Every aspect of our life has to start coming back onto the deen of Allah Ta'ala. Whether it is in terms of our ibadat, that our ibadat comes in order, our five times salah, not just in Ramadan, but in Ramadan and out of Ramadan. This is a decision to make now. That my five times salah, inshallah, nothing will stop me from fulfilling this salah on time. And for males, it is wajib to, to perform that salah with jama'ah. So five times salah, mashallah, we are fasting in the month of Ramadan to ensure our zakat is discharged and discharged correctly. There are various masail, various details that go with it. We should inquire from the ulama kiram and ensure that our zakat is discharged correctly. If a person hajj is compulsory upon him, he is already making the plans and arrangements to try and perform his hajj. So this is one part of deen. Then together with that, this is a time for a decision. That our business transactions, our monetary affairs, whatever dealings we have with people, all this comes in accordance to the shariat of Allah Taala. If we are owing somebody something, then either we have the respite to pay, or if it's past the due date, we are making sure we're paying it. It is not that somebody's rights are with us. Our social life, how we are dealing with people, how we deal with our parents, how we deal with our spouses, how we deal with our children, our family members, our neighbors, with people in the community. This is also a part of deen. What is our akhlaq and character? Do we have the akhlaq that Nabi Wasallam taught? This is also part of deen. And giving up all the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So together with the ibadat that we perform in this month, this is a time to now make this decision to bring ourselves on deen in all these things. And one of the very important things that Nabi Wasallam has given us to do excessively in this Mubarak month. And this is the stepping stone to moving in the direction we have to go in. This is turning to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance, in excessive istighfar. This Mubarak month, there are so many things to do, so many great amal to perform. But among the things Nabi Islam says that you should do excessively. He has given us this prescription that among the things to do excessively, one of those things is istighfar, seeking forgiveness. Many a times a person says, but I can't seem to be able to, I can't even fathom myself coming out of these things that I'm in. This seems too far-fetched for me. I'm too deep in all these things. I can't even imagine one day without it. So, all these thoughts are from shaitan. These are all the whispers of shaitan. If a person turns to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will open the door for him. And the way to turn to Allah Ta'ala, one of the very easy ways is, very sincere, deep, 
and daily istighfar. From the depth of the heart, whatever the story is, whatever the issues are, a person feels that this is something beyond him to overcome certain issues in his life, certain habits that he might have, certain conditions he might have put himself into. But let us take the prescription Nabi Islam has given. One is to just say, well, I don't know it. Let us take it. Let us do it. One is to all the analysis and everything. But the taste of the pudding is in the eating. The benefit you will get when you will do it. So to de- dedicate some time daily. Daily to dedicate some time to seek the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. To make istighfar. Rabbi khfir warham wa anta khayrul rahimeen. Wa astaghfirullah. Deeply from the heart. Even if we hold on to this one thing very, very diligently, this too will open doorways. Because this is the promise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. مَنْ لَزِمَ الْإِسْتِخْفَارِ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ مِنْ كُلِّ ذِيقٍ مَخْرَجًا That a person who diligently holds on to istighfar, Allah Ta'ala will give him a solution out of every problem. Now if the problem is as a result of his deficiency in deen, this istighfar will open the door to him becoming punctual on that matter of deen. And that will open the door of what has become the barrier from receiving the rahmat of Allah wa ta'ala. So this istighfar is not just something that will, it's, it will open the doors to the aspects of deen. A person is not punctual on certain fundamentals of deen, this regular istighfar. Provided he's doing it from the depth of his heart, diligently. This will open the doors of deen and open out the doors of dunya also. So, man lazim al-istighfar, ja'al Allahu lahu min kulli dhiqin makhraja. The person who diligently, one is the quantity of the istighfar. He's making istighfar five times, ten times and now he's waiting now for something to fall from the sky. Diligently meaning a significant amount. The bare minimum is hundred times morning and evening. From the depth of the heart. And apart from that, while walking, driving, trying to fall asleep, at other times, every now and again, his tongue is engaged in istighfar. What a simple prescription. How difficult is this? What kind of effort it takes? How much money does it cost? Nothing. And yet, everything is in this. That the person who diligently, one is the quantity. But together with the quantity is the quality also. That man lazim al-istighfar includes a quality as well. And the person is not just doing it in such a way that he doesn't know what he's saying, where he is, and his heart and mind is somewhere, and his tongue is saying something. From the heart he's making istighfar. Now what a simple thing. This is, we can't have anything simpler. That a person who diligently holds on to this istighfar, جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ مِنْ كُلِّ ذِيقٍ مَخْرَجًا Allah Ta'ala will give him a solution out of every problem. And will give him relief out of every grief. This hum, Mullah Qari Rahmatullah, the great Muhaddis, he explains it, that this is Al-Ghammul Ladi Yuzibul Insan. What is this hum that is mentioned in this Hadith Sharif? It is that level of worry, that level of concern and grief, which actually melts a person away. He gets physically, physically sick also. Some person is worried. But that worry is something manageable, he carries on with life. And a person is also worried, but his level of worry is so much that he gets physically sick too. This hum is that level of worry which actually melts a person away. 
Nabi Islam is saying that this diligent istighfar, holding on to this, this will bring relief from every grief. Allah will grant him sustenance from sources he cannot imagine. Now we already mentioned that this rizq is attached to salah. This rizq and barakat in rizq is attached to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. This diligent istighfar will bring this first. It will open the doors to salah in the person's life. It will open the doors to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And that will bring that rizq that is promised for him. So Allah Ta'ala has placed all this, this cause and effect. Now this is the cause. And the effect is all this good. Nabi Wasallam, in fact in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala revealed an ayat. That, وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَأَنْتَ فِيهِمْ وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُعَذِّبَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ There are two things Allah Ta'ala has placed His guarantee of withholding His azab from. One, Allah Ta'ala revealed to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that these kuffar, the disbelievers, while making tawaf, they used to say ghufranak. Now they were disbelievers. But they used to still say ghufranak. That, forgive us. They were addressing Allah Ta'ala because they used to believe in Allah Ta'ala. They used to also believe in the 1001 and 1 million and 1 other deities also. So they were mushrikeen of the highest order. But they used to understand that only Allah can forgive. So they used to say Ghufranak. So Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat. That as long as Nabi Islam is being told, that as long as you are physically present with them, amongst them, Allah Ta'ala won't bring down an azab that will annihilate everyone. This is the barakat of your presence. And the second thing is, That as long as they are seeking forgiveness, then in dunya, Despite their disbelief, in dunya they will still be safe from an annihilating azab. Now the muhaddisin explain on this, that al-istighfar idha kana yanfa'ul kuffar, fakayfa la yufidul mu'minin al-abrar. And if this istighfar will even benefit a disbeliever, but in dunya only, that the annihilating azab won't come. Why won't it benefit the believers? So this, Ali radiallahu ta'ala used to address the people and say to them, look the physical presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi that was a guarantee for the safety from annihilating azab. Allah's Nabi sallallahu has left this dunya. But the second guarantee Allah ta'ala has placed in istighfar that is with us. So turn to istighfar and sincerely forg- seek forgiveness from Allah ta'ala. Repent and turn to Allah ta'ala in this, with this toba and see how Allah ta'ala changes the conditions. So all these situations that we are facing, Allah Ta'ala has placed this solution of that in deen. To the extent we come onto deen, we'll see our conditions changing for the better. Then, even if a person is in some kind of test, but his heart won't be overwhelmed. And besides that, the difficulties and hardships that we face, Allah Ta'ala will remove it. But the prescription that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi has given us in this very short and concise hadith, is the prescription of istighfar. If we take this one lesson from Ramadan, and we hold on to this for the rest of our life. This Ramadan, if we take just this one lesson, this one lesson of diligently holding to and adhering to istighfar, that no day of ours will pass without this deep istighfar, deep-hearted. There are 101 things that we could have been taking to, but one simple thing if we hold on to, and that simple thing is the root of all these so many things. 
Inshallah the doorways of deen and the barakat of dunya also will open up. Allah Taala will make our life in dunya also easy and open the pathway to Jannah also for us. So this Mubarak month of Ramadan has come for us to gain this taqwa, gain this obedience of Allah Ta'ala, to refrain from sin. This is the time we have these last days, last moments left. Allah knows best how much of life we have left. But to now sincerely repent, make tawbah from all the things that we should be taking out of our life, coming back to Allah Ta'ala, sincerely begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, making this firm pledge with Allah Ta'ala, that now our life will come onto deen, and we will not go back to those deeds that we had been engaged in, and inshallah we'll see that this Ramadan will become a turning point in our life. This tawbah and this istighfar will turn the life around for the better. And the better in every sense. May Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we truly appreciate this Mubarak month for the purpose that which it was granted. May Allah ta'ala bless us with taqwa, grant us the reality of iman, keep us on iman, take us with iman, and raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi